This episode is brought to you by... Hey, Billy Bonham here, owner of Pizza Classics, located in downtown Kyle. We've been serving our community since the 90s and proudly support local Hayes Athletics. At Pizza Classics, we do things the old school hard way because I think it makes a better product for our customers. Dough is made fresh daily and veggies are always hand cut. We shed our 100% whole milk mozzarella in-house as well as make our own sauce from scratch. Lastly, we bake on stone. Doing it the right way takes some extra time, but we let our product do the talking. Thanks for your business. I truly appreciate it. Entertaining shows with content that spreads information and sparks discourse throughout the community. This is the Pearl Media Network. Welcome to the Kyle Life Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to showcasing what makes Kyle, Texas unique. We interview local business owners, politicians, and talk with everyday residents to further promote our beautiful city. This podcast is brought to you by KyleLife.com and is proudly part of the Pearl Media Network. We thank you for tuning in today. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Thank you so much to the candidates for participating this evening in their race for the District 3 Kyle City Council seat. Shane Araby and Laurie Luttrell. Registering your vote is only the first step. Educating yourselves on the candidate is a second step. Actually voting is the most important step. If you would like to submit a question now, please use one of the index cards provided. I've picked up all the questions that have been submitted and they were all from people here except one that I got by email and I will read it, but I will read his name with it. Uh, if, if, if the candidates don't mind, one, ca- one did come by email. Okay. Uh, I hope we've received some great questions that are fair to each of the candidates. In our last forum, the three most popular categories were taxes, bonds, utilities, water, wastewater, mobility, and transportation. I'm sure all listeners would appreciate the candidates touching on each of those categories during opening or closing if a question is not asked pertaining to such, and they have gotten this in advance, so they knew I was going to say that. I'll now read the rules that the candidates have received. Each candidate will have a three-minute opening statement. I will read a question, and each candidate will have one minute to respond with the initial candidate, then having a 30-second rebuttal. I will alternate the order in which the questions are asked. If time allows, I will take questions from the audience with the same rules. If you ask a question, please don't preface with a statement or negative comment. Just a question, please. Each candidate will then have a three-minute closing statement. And do either of y'all have a prayer? Who would like to go first? Doesn't matter. I'll go first. Okay. Okay, are you for or against having a very large truck stop in Kyle? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and now you both know the first question. I apologize. Now you both know the first question, so be thinking about that. Um, could you please give your three-minute opening statement? My name is Lori Luttrell, and I am running for uh, City Council, District 3C. Um, I have been a long-time res- resident of uh, Kyle. I have a, a husband of 23 years, a daughter that graduated this past year from Hayes School District and is attending ACC. 
I have been a small, successful business owner here in Kyle. Um, I have been a past member of the Kyle Chamber of Commerce, and in that I was an ambassador for three years. I was a member of the Kyle Lions Club, and I was instrumental in bringing the Fajita Festival to Kyle, which raised money that we gave to the uh, seniors for scholarships here at our schools. And I am currently still a member of the American Legion Women's Auxiliary Post 243, in which I held uh, the treasurer's position for one term. Um, I want to be on city council. I, I can make tough decisions, and um, I hope I can get y'all support. Thank you. Mr. Irby. All right, thank you very much. Uh, welcome, everybody, tonight. I'm glad everybody showed up. Hopefully you go out and vote also. Uh, I'm Shane Araby. I'm currently uh, chair of the Planning and Zoning Commission. Uh, everybody can look on the website and they can see what I've done at this point on the city website and how long I've been around. I'm a member of the Kyle VFW for quite a few years now. Uh, I don't want to list my pedigree. I don't think that behooves me at this point. Uh, I'm a current active member of the Planning and Zoning Commission. I've been a member of the Master Transportation Plan along with Ms. Lila Knight. I've been active in the city and in the city government for many years now, since 2005. If you want to look at my voting record, it's out there for everybody to see. It's public record. So I'm very excited to be a member of the city and to continue on contributing to the city. I think I feel very fortunate to live in a city who has such an active population, definitely involved in the city politics, involved in what goes on in our city, and <clears throat> looks to make the areas we live in a better place to live. And as far as being on city council, being on the Master Transportation Plan, I got to see how the city government works, how decisions that we get to make get moved forward. And then I got to see how, on planning and zoning, the decisions that we make affect how our city structures run. I can see in the city things that I've changed, personally, have had a hand in. The fun part about it is that we got to actually make big changes in the city. We got to really do good work around the city. But the overarching decisions come from city council. So no matter what we decide during our planning and zoning meetings, what we recommend, the overarching decision, who has the ability to really make the big changes in the city, is the city council. And so in order to better our city, move our transportation uh, forward, move our infrastructure forward, I think I could definitely improve the city standing with my background as far as what I've done for the city in the past. So I hopefully can get your vote for future councilmen in the city of Kyle. Thank you very much. Thank you. And Mr. Araby, I'll give you the first question. Truck stop, right? That's it. All right. 
Are you for or against having a very large truck stop in Kyle? I am not for a very large truck stop in Kyle. Uh, I am for development. I am very much so for uh, developing the piece of property on the southern end near uh, Yarrington Road. We need that piece of property developed. That's going to improve our infrastructure. We need something to push dirt there to provide sewer and water to be drawn down to that section. Do I want a truck stop? No, of course I don't want a truck stop. But I do, I want to continue building in the city, growing in the city. So, yes, I am for development in that area, but no, I'm not for a truck stop. Thank you. Ms. Latrell? I am definitely not for a truck stop in that area, as um, so I would have to agree with Shane on that. Uh, development, sure, but I don't think it's so pressing that they're coming back in October to um, take another vote on this uh, truck stop issue. And I, if I am on city council, my vote would be no. Uh, there could be other things uh, better for the city put on that piece of property. Mr. Airby, do you have a rebuttal? No, I believe she we're basically saying the same thing. All right, Ms. Letro. Aside from the obvious need for roads, lower taxes, and water, what made you want to run? Well, um, I have passions, and I have passions about this city, and I guess um, I feel like I have. Uh, good opinions, whether they're right or wrong, and I'm not afraid to get up and um, voice those opinions and help make tough decisions. And I, that's why I'm running. I, you know, we need harder and better decisions made, I think, for our city in general at this time. Thank you, Mr. Arby. <clears throat> The reason I got into city to deal with the city at all was uh, I lived in South Lake Ranch. And in South Lake Ranch, when I first bought my piece of property, behind where I live was a pumping station. And when I first bought my piece of property, I was told that it was a, a pumping station for the dam that was behind my house. And I, that was absolutely fine. A uh, couple weeks later, the dam, uh, the pumping station, which was supposed to be for the water and the dam, overflowed, found out that it was a sewer uplift station. And so that kind of got me energized, uh, listening to that pump go on and off and on and off and on and off every day. So that was definitely an energizing, uh, very suggestive uh, piece of equipment outside my back door. So yes, that is why I got into city politics and uh, have actually quite enjoyed it, you know, ever since. Got it. That's, that's good. I like that. She was wanting that to happen. Yes, she was, was wanting somebody to hit their time. Yes, she was. Ms. Lattrell, do, do you have a rebuttal? No, I do not. Okay. okay, Mr. Araby, how do you propose to deal with issues of water, wastewater, and how will we pay for such? As far as water is concerned, we've done a really good job getting our different water sources from many different places. We pump uh, in-ground water, we have surface water, 
we do a good job getting water from GBRA. Uh, and in the past, bringing that water line all the way from New Bronzeville all the way up uh, through Buda, uh, we do, we've, we've got water, and I think we're doing well as far as our water supply is concerned. Um, pumping it around the city is a whole different uh, outcome. We, we've gotten developments over the last 10, 15 years that have come really fast, really quick. And what's happened with our developments is they've, they've built up, and you could, everybody I've talked to at this point has heard my spiel, they've built up really fast, and when they've done that, inside the developments, they've got really good sewer and water. Now, connecting those developments, they don't. There's a lot of places in the cities that are bottlenecks for our sewer and water. And so I hope to future... future uh, that red dial is killing me. Improve our future infrastructure. I'll repeat the question, Ms. Letroff. How do you propose to deal with issues of water and wastewater, and how will we pay for such? I believe that uh, we obviously, and I understand that we have good surface water and, and long-term water supply from the things that the other council, city council people have from what I've heard them speak of. And the wastewater is my biggest concern, and of course the high bills. We're probably not gonna be able to eliminate the high cost of water in our city anytime soon. Um, it came so fast, as Shane said, the developments, and for so long the water rates were so low here that when they did hit, it really made such a change in everybody's bills. And, and I hear it day in and day out about their $100 water bills or $200 water bills. But the wastewater, I think that we could take um, uh, over, you know, ask back for the, um, uh, the Aqua Texas has that, I believe, or Monarch. Okay. Well. It's that red circle that drives you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a rebuttal, Mr. Araby? No, I just wish I had more time. <laughs> okay, a minute's not long enough. I know, I know. Uh, ask the people. Ask Would the you audience. like to hear longer answers? Okay. All right, let's... Okay, we'll give two minutes each. <laughs> right? Okay. And would you each like to continue with that? I would. Go I'd ahead, just Lord. like to say something. Go ahead. That we are paying go one. Uh, we'll let Shane go ahead with his no. next minute. Let Lori finish her thought. She's fine. I would say one more minute each, please. Yeah, let, let Mr. Troll finish your statement. I'll use that as my rebuttal time. Okay. That's fine. What I was going to say, in, in what I understand, is that we could very well take back the contract of $1.2 million that we pay out, that the city pays out, for them to service that and treat that water plant and whatnot, and we can take that back. We could hire qualified people to service that plant, expand that plant, and still probably not spend $1.2 million. That's what I was going to say. Okay, Mr. Airby, do you have a rebuttal, or do you want another, mi do you want another minute? You can actually have a minute 30. <laughs> well, go ahead and include your rebuttal. 
啊。I'll just continue. Go ahead. Go ahead. You ready? <laughs> All right. To finish my statement was, is that sewer and water? What's important about the sewer and water in the in the area that we have is to keep us from burdening all the cost. Is to get the developers to pay the cost. We do that through developers incentives. We do it through tax incentives for the developers to get the developers to put it in. We give them the tax incentive. That way, we've got a, a zero interest loan for the infrastructure that the developers are putting in place. And that way, we're not as tax burden, tax citizen, uh, taxpayers, not carrying that burden. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, Ms. Luttrell, should Kyle provide financial incentives to businesses? If so, under what circumstances? I think that we can provide incentives. I don't know that um, we need to sell our soul to the devil, but um, I don't. I don't think that giving up tax revenues for twenty or thirty years and is an incentive for anybody to come. I look at our town and our city. The growth will come. We are on I-35. South Austin and Austin is coming. Whether it's big box stores, you know, I would hope for small, for more small businesses. But um, you know, I don't mind giving some incentives. And yes, I would like for more businesses and viable businesses that can pay living wages to people to keep our money here. But to give up. Fifty percent, or whatever they give up, and I don't know all the exact figures, but、um, I think what that needs to be looked at, and can maybe be、um, redirected per business that comes in and asks for these incentives. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Airby. Would you like me to repeat it? Please do. Should Kyle provide financial incentives to businesses? If so, under what circumstances? Financial incentives in the form of、uh, sales tax rebates. Yeah, I definitely think we should.、Uh, my opinion on the matter is just like I stated before: get the developers to burden the cost up front. Then we essentially we're paying for the roads with a zero percent interest loan by getting, by giving them the tax incentive. We set the terms. If they default, the burden's on the developer, not on us. We keep our roads. We keep our infrastructure. I think that's the way we pay for our new infrastructure at this point. Ms. Lettrell, do you have a rebuttal? I just know that、um, having worked for a developer, that、uh, they do put in their own infrastructure,、mm-hmm. or the one I work for does anyway. <laughs> so, just let you know. And I don't believe we gave them any tax incentive for that. Okay. For a developer, they need to、yeah. develop. Uh, please keep in mind that I have that I have not read these questions,、uh, Mr. Airby. I heard a rumor that city Christmas party is budgeted, or has been in the past, was budgeted at twenty-five thousand dollars. How would you address this budget line item? It's a very broad and open question.、Uh, the easy way to answer it is is that it's out of context. What exactly is that pertaining to?、Uh, giving a better context around the question, you definitely answer it better. But 
do I think that we should provide for those type of activities to give our staff uh, an area and a time to bond together? Yeah, absolutely I do. We get a more cohesive staff. You get people who work together. So I think cutting out those items I think is a detriment to the work environment. So the quick answer is, is would I budget for Christmas parties and activities to get our staff together to uh, coalesce into more, a more productive unit? Absolutely. Uh, can I just comment on the actual dollar amount as of right now? No, it's out of context. I don't think I can answer that question appropriately at this point. Thank you. Would you like me to repeat it? Sure. I heard a rumor that a city Christmas party is budgeted or in the past was budgeted at $25,000. How would you address the budget line item? I would, I would vote no on that. I'm sorry. For that amount of money, that to me is extreme. I'm with Shane. Do you, you know, come together, have... Um, meetings or whatever, but I don't think that they have to cost $25,000 to the taxpayer. I'm sorry. Shane, do you have a rebuttal? Thank it's not, you. It's not really a rebuttal question. Alright, um, Ms. Luttrell, how do you feel about the city providing more money to the Kyle Chamber than to the fire department? Well, as I was uh, sitting in listening to Ms. Snyder, our CEO of the Chamber of Commerce, the other night in the city council meeting, um, it's my understanding that that contract is for uh, tourism and economic development. Um, and so having learned that the other night, um, I, the only question that I would ask um, of, of the chamber um, is, you know, okay, you receive these tourism dollars, but I don't see a lot of tourism, but then I'm not there eight hours a day doing your job or doing whatever the chamber does. So I would like to see how you're going to spend that money. And then on the other hand, no, I think that the city should budget uh, more dollars however they can to help the firefighters. So in our fire department, I think that's very important. I don't think that one should do without, um, you know, I don't agree with the amounts, you know, what we give or what is budgeted for the fire department or for the chamber, but that doesn't mean that they're not entitled to that amount of money. I would just like to see uh, what it's doing for our city and our tourism and our economic development at this time. Thank you. Mr. Irby, would you like me to repeat the question? No, oh, I think I got this one. So, this one's pretty cut and dry. Our Chamber of Commerce brings economic development to our city. It's important. We've got to fund it. And it's something that is a line item in our budget. Now, just like Lori, I can't tell you what a dollar amount, of, effective dollar amount is for that item at the moment. Uh, but yes, absolutely should be funded. It's an asset to our city. And it's been proven to be an asset to our city for many years now. And I think without the Chamber of Commerce, we lack that friendly environment that draws citizens and businesses to our city. And so, yeah, I absolutely would fund 
the Chamber of Commerce. As far as the fire department, the fire department is part of ESD-5. To my knowledge and to the people that I've talked to, they've never asked for funding from the city of Kyle. And putting it as a line item in the city of Kyle, I think they would not be happy about that at this point. Now, saying that, do I think we should help out with funding for the fire department? Absolutely. Uh, fire and police, I think, are absolutely essential to businesses and development and this, the livelihood of everyone in the city. Now, I don't think we should put it as a line item out of our budget, a consistent line item. But if the fire department has needs, such as items that we can provide for them, one-time use items, such as trucks, such as equipment, such as training for their personnel. Yes, absolutely, I think that's something we should do. The District 5 ESD cast a protective net over our city. They not only protect us, they protect other peoples in our district. So, no, I don't think we should provide them an actual line item, but I think that is something we should definitely help them with. Do you have a rebuttal? I do not. Thank you. Okay, Mr. Irby. Will you work to change ordinances which require developers of subdivisions to provide parks, hike and bike trails, and at least one swim pool as part of the amenities before approval of plans are made? That's actually something I've been fighting with for quite a while now. My biggest issue is that, and I can state this as being part of planning and zoning for many years now, we don't see the development first. The first person sees it is the Parks Department. The Parks Department gets the parcels. They get donated pieces of land, which are now dedicated as park land and cannot be changed for anything else at that point. So at this point, the ordinances in the, the direction the city council pushes our plans through it goes through parks first, then through planning and zoning. There's no mechanism right now for planning and zoning to push that forward. Now, planning and zoning is a recommending body to the city council. Being on the city council, you have an opportunity to affect that change. And yes, that is something that I will work wholeheartedly towards to make sure those lands are definitely used for other than just parkland dedication and park monies that the planning department gets a better look at them before the parks department does, and that our ordinances reflect those, uh, my, uh, those opinions. Thank you. Would you like me to repeat that? Um, it's about the, yes, go ahead. Will you work to change ordinances which require developers of subdivisions to provide parks, hike, bike trails, and at least one swim pool as part of the amenities before approval of plans are made. Okay. I definitely would make uh, or ask and work towards change on an ordinance. I don't know about a swimming pool in every community or in everything. I would ask for parks, hike and bike, and definitely sidewalks. To me, our city lacks sidewalks in the worst way. <laughs> and um, and I'm, I'm not 
I'm almost thinking that there is an ordinance or is, at, is stated in an ordinance that developers are supposed to put in some sidewalks, but from what I've understood that they come and ask for variances, and so variances are given, and that's why you have no sidewalks going down 150 or 2770 or Burleson Road or wherever they need to be, or they're not right now. So um, I would work wholeheartedly, too, to change that ordinance and to, and to make it better and make it harder for the developers and make them, you know, give us the amenities that the city in general needs, not just for that subdivision. Thank you. Mr. Araby, do you have a rebuttal? No, I've stated everything I needed to. Okay. Uh, Ms. Latrell, what services would you cut or curtail in order to bring our taxes back in line with other towns our size? What services? Or what services are there? What services would you cut or curtail in order to bring our taxes back in line with other towns our size? I don't, I don't have any services that I could cut or curtail. Um, the tax rate, um, we're a penny higher than San Marcos. Yes, we're high. Um, we're high compared to Buda. We have more population than Buda. I don't know how Buda keeps their tax rate so low. You know, would I like to see us change ours? Sure, but it's, it's probably not ever going to happen. So in, in being realistic, I don't see that there's anything other than getting in and looking at the, the line item budget and in, in seeing where things could be cut and in perhaps maybe using some of the rainy day funds that we have set aside. Um, you know, if we utilize some of that money, uh, and still kept it in proportion of what we would need to run the city, then possibly use that money to lower some of the tax rate here. So we'll see. Thank you, Mr. Irby. Would you like me to repeat the question? No, oh, I think I got it. Thank you. At this point, like my opponent mentioned, the rainy day fund, the past councils have imparted 25% uh, of our budget needs to be set aside into this rainy day fund. Thus far, it's putting us about 12 cents, I believe, over what our uh, tax rate should be at this point. So going after the charter and reamending our charter is where I would take into account where we can get our tax dollars back. Yep. So, thank you. Do you have a rebuttal? No, I mean, no, I don't have a rebuttal. It, it's just a matter of that he's correct. Uh, but there's also another fund, from what I understand, um, that was written into an actual ordinance. And I would like to look at that ordinance and see what can be done about that to, to lower our tax rate. So I don't think services need to be cut. I think it needs to, the whole budget, uh, as far as those funds, that they need to be looked at. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Araby, uh, this is a two-part. We've already answered the first one. It's about the truck stop. So the second question is, what is Kyle's most pressing issue, and what would you do regarding this issue? It's a second question to the truck stop? No. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't think... It, no, it doesn't appear to be just two questions. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so... The most pressing issue is the uh, condition of our uh, sewer and water lines. Like I've just stated before, the sewer, the water lines and the sewer lines connecting all the city. We've done a really good job of keeping up with businesses, keeping up with uh, the subdivisions that are coming in. We did a moratorium years ago to, to slow down, to curtail the building till we can get a hold of our ordinances. Now that our ordinances are somewhat buffed up and in place, we're noticing that we're getting a massive amount of different styles of businesses coming in. Well, we've once again moved forward at such a rapid pace that we've gotten all, this, all these homes in, we're getting a small amount of business coming in, and everything's happening in stages. The good part about it is you see it. We got all the homes came first. We got our population in. We got our base. Then we got the HEB, and we got our grocery store. We got a Lowe's, and then now the fast food's starting to come in. So all of that's starting to build up. So now we need to include some of the infrastructure for actual having uh, larger manufacturing, larger people that are actually bring jobs to Kyle. We have the people here. We need to bring the jobs to Kyle now so people can stay in Kyle. Now, doing that, we need to improve our roads because you can't have an 18-wheeler going right down Center Street every day. We need to improve our roads. The county already has a road infrastructure plan in place. We, you need to improve our sewer and water lines. There's a big bottleneck on, in the uh, portion, portion of Old Town. That's why I think it's so important that we get a development south because once we get a development south, that's going to drag all of our sewer lines uh, to our sewer plant. Old Town Kyle is going to get uh, new portions of sewer put in because we'll be able to connect to it. Uh, water lines, we're going to continue our water loop around the city. We have portions right now that aren't uh, significant size that you have pressure problems throughout the city. So when one goes down, the others have to make up for it, so it becomes a maintenance issue. I have a lot to say on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Luttrell? Yeah, read the question again about, it was the priorities or was it? What is Kyle's most pressing issue and what would you do regarding this issue? Well, I agree that roads are a pressing issue, but right now I feel like the um, the foresight of us not having a city manager would be my most prescient, pressing issue uh, in asking why we don't have one and what are we going to do about getting another one? Because to me that's more important than roads, and roads are very important to me. And I understand that we can't have infrastructure without roads or roads and, and water and whatnot, but now we don't even have leadership for our city right now. That's, that is not stability the way, I, the way I see that at all. So that's what I'd like to say. Mr. Airby, do you have rebuttal? I do. I have a little bit of a disagreement at this point. No, we don't have a leader at the helm. But... We've also done a really good job of hiring the personnel we have. Now, is our ship going to overturn because our leader is gone? No. He's moved on. He's taken a better position for him and his family. So there's no issue with that whatsoever. But, you know, will we write that portion? Absolutely. Is that the long-term issue for Kyle? No. We have people in place. There's a plan in place. The leadership is coming. I told them to, I'm to stop. Let me get you water. No, 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 come on. Did you want to 
think Judge Smith's already been saying I'm talking too much. No, I'm fine. Thank you. Okay, the next question you've already answered. Do you support the Kyle Fire Department? How would you do this? I think both of you have answered that yeah. sufficiently. Oh, I guess I got one more thing on that. The, the big pressing need right now for the fire department is a brush truck. Uh, a ladder truck will come. I think it's coming soon. Uh, there's ladder trucks north and south of us. But the biggest need I've heard from uh, Chief Taylor and other firefighters is that we, they need a brush truck. And that's where I think our city can help the Kyle Fire Department. I would agree with that. And perhaps to fix the truck that's got a bent frame from going down Button Road. Thank you. <laughs> if we could help them do that. Okay, Ms. Luttrell. Yes. What makes you the best candidate for the city citywide position? What makes me the best candidate? Probably, I would say my small business experience, my ability to make tough decisions. No, I'm not a politician. No, I haven't sat on any committees in this city. I have passion, though, for what I believe and for what I think can be changed in our city for the growth and to move forward with it. Um, so I feel like that um, I'm very qualified. Uh, I have the time to devote to it. Um, and that alone, to, to research things that come up at city council, just to make a difference in this city um, would just be satisfying to me, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Irby. One more time. What was the question? What makes you the best candidate for the citywide position? Well, like I stated in the past, I, I don't want to list a pedigree. I don't think that's going to behoove me at this point. Um, I have a record. I have a track record at this point. Everybody can see how I voted on decisions. I've been part of planning and zoning for this is my third term now and my third year as chair. So I've proven that I have good leadership capabilities. I've proven that I'm decisive and I've shown that I can definitely work with the developers, the citizens, and that I've listen to the needs of the different citizens in the area. The fun part about going for a position like this, everything that I've been on so far has been appointed. The fun part that I've really, really enjoyed is actually getting to talk to everybody in the different areas of the uh, city. Now, the, the nice thing about it is, is that every single separate district is different in their own little way. Old Town needs sewer and water. The San Jose district needs the grass cut and the culverts. They need their water to drain. In the back of the San Jose district, they got a pond every time it rains. Everything drains to the back. That's one issue. You've got Layman, High, Layman Road, the water crossings, the little water crossing shuts off that area. The, the uplift station, um, in the back of South Lake. If we don't increase that to a gravity feed line, we're not going to be able to have businesses in the future feed onto that line. We're capping ourselves. 
So those improvements, all the different areas. But the one thing that I've really enjoyed about getting to talk to everybody is, is that they're happy to be part of a solution for the problem. And everybody's willing to talk and be a part of the city. Ms. Luttrell, do you have a rebuttal? No, I don't have a rebuttal. <laughs> okay, this is an another of the kind of same, but I guess it's interesting to me to see how many people are interested in the same thing. What is your stance on bringing the truck, truck stop to our city, and will it bring tax dollars or just a parking lot for truck drivers? Is that to me? Again, I would... Oh. Uh, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Uh, so, no, I'm not interested in bringing the truck stop back. Once again, I'm interested for development in the area. I think the benefits of development in that area for this section of Kyle are tremendous. Does it need to be a truck stop? No, I don't think so. And for them to bring it back means that they've got a tumultuous appetite for getting this piece of property developed. They did buy the piece of property. They get to develop in whatever way they see fit. Our job is to beef up our ordinances, so if there's something that we don't like, we do it in a manner that we can get projects that are appropriate for the city of Kyle. And that's what we need to focus on. The problem is you can't change uh, a development once it already fits our ordinances it fits our ordinances it needs to move forward now that's the part on city council once you're on city council you can make those decisions you can that is a judgment call but we need to change our ordinances so we can have a better place to live just making a call saying no I don't like that I don't think that's appropriate we spent the time not we, everybody here for many, many years. There's a long lineage of mayors and councilmen that came before all of us that have fought to grow this city. So, no, I don't support a truck stop. No, I don't think that's the best decision that we can have for that portion of Kyle. But yes, we do need development in that area. And we need development for this side of Kyle, this southwest side of Kyle. We need to improve what we have in this section. Ms. Luttrell, would you like it repeated? No. Um, no, I would not vote for that. No parking spaces are not going to make you sales tax dollars. Are you going to make some sales tax dollars? Sure you are. Anytime you um, buy something to resale, you're going to collect a tax on it, a sales tax on it. Um, Shane, I'm... Did you not vote to rezone that piece of land from whatever it was to begin with when you were on PNZ? And then you say change the ordinances, and yes, I agree that ordinances need to be changed, but, and now you're saying it's almost too late to change it from a truck stop, but I don't think that it is. And so I'm questioning, um, you know, just like I'm questioning why we have an advanced auto care in front of our train depot that was supposed to be the entrance to our city, you know, and Kyle is known for its trains. And, and so, you know, okay, we rezoned it. Y'all obviously rezoned that piece of land from whatever it was. And I'm sorry to say that I don't know. And I guess I should have done more due diligence to find out. But 
I don't think a truck stop needs to come no matter how it was zoned and no matter what they've come to present to the city council. It needs to be changed and that truck stop needs to be stopped from coming here. And that's what I'm going to say. Mr. Airby, do you have a rebuttal? Oh, absolutely. So, the fun part about zoning. Zoning is a category. There's many, many, many uses in a zoning category. Yes, a truck stop can be placed into that zoning carry category. Now, I also can't stop a truck stop from coming. I can't stop a lot of different things from coming because that's the person who purchases the land. As long as they meet the criteria of that zoning category, they have that opportunity to build in that area. I'm done, apparently. Thank you. No. Uh, Ms. Sletchel, should there be more green space slash open area between apartment houses and single-family residences? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm, I have a friend that lives over uh, on the northeast side of town where an apartment complex built three stories tall and looks into her backyard. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I would not want that. And so then now her property is um, devaluated because of that because probably she's going to have a hard time selling her property if she wanted to per se move um, and I understand that there's fixing to be one off a of Goforth Road and no I, I don't think uh, an apartment complex needs to be butted up against a fence looking over into uh, a neighbor's yard um, you know there could and again if that's an ordinance or if that's a variance or whatever we definitely need to look at this before we build another apartment complex up against a subdivision that that that's not fair for the people that live in that subdivision it, the apartment complex was not there when they bought in that subdivision so i'm sorry no we we need to take a look at that before anybody gets to build another apartment complex up against the subdivision thank you mr Arby. would you like me to read it? please should there be green space slash open area between apartment houses and single-family residences yes and in our zoning, we have those setback requirements. Now, they might not uh, fit everybody's liking, and I understand that. But uh, R12 and R11, there are allowances for those uh, combined uses to be together next to each other. They're appropriate uses. It's in our uh, comprehensive plan that these uses are appropriate. All these residential sections, all the diff different types of uses are appropriate. The Amberwood development that she's mentioning, that area was set aside for that particular use from the developer. So yes, that, that, that was going to be there. We knew it when the development was platted. So there are provisions already in, in the ordinances for it. Now, what she's speaking to is a line of sight ordinance. And today, we're supposed to have a discussion by Mr. Councilmember Tammy Swanton about implementing exactly such a, an ordinance. So, yes, we are working on a line of sight ordinance, uh, having discussions. And as soon as uh, it comes through council as a directive to the planning and zoning, we'll have further discussions on it. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have a rebuttal? 
No. Okay, Mr. Araby. What capital improvement project should the city tackle next? Well, right now we're tackling roads. And I think in order to draw businesses in the roads, you know, that, that was our first main priority. Get roads that we could drive on. Uh, the next is to bring our wastewater and water up to snuff to be able to handle large uh, manufacturers to come in. Uh, the more specific projects will be to finish our, uh, our high-pressure water loop around the city. A portion of that was done when we uh, had the library come through. We put an 8-inch line, I believe, where the library is to help feed Old Town. And then we've added a couple different uh, water towers in place. And so th it's coming along. These are not projects that happen overnight. And this is something that hopefully during my term I can further along and help put into place some of these other projects. But it's to set the foundation to grow upon. And that's what other councils have done in the past. They've started us a good foundation to grow upon. And so the TIF, the water treatment facility, these were good starting points. We do need to grow at this point. We know our wastewater treatment plant needs to be upgraded and expanded. We know our uh, high-pressure water lines need to be continuous around the city. We know that uh, one particular, the one that got me involved in the city, is that there needs to be, uh, for the sewer uplift station behind South Lake Ranch, deleted and made into a gravity feed line. It's supposed to be a 27-inch gravity feed line. So yes, there are very particular things that I'd like to see happen. Uh, there's so many projects that need to take place when it comes to infrastructure and wastewater and, and sewer. But these are ongoing projects that we will tackle over time. And my time is up. Ms. Luttrell, would you yeah. like me to repeat the question? I think, no, I'm fine. It's the project. Um, one of my big, um, yes, we need all of the things that Mr. Irby talked about, but I think one of my next projects, if I was elected to city council, would be the beautification of downtown and working in this area in bringing, um, I'd love to see more small business and not necessarily, um, not that I don't um, agree with them, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, um, nightclub after nightclub or bar after bar. The beautification to me needs to come around this building right here, our square. We have such an awesome deal and that would be one of my projects, that and building the sidewalks for, for people to just to walk down. People that live over here could just walk down a sidewalk and come down here to downtown Kyle. And to me that would be, um, I, I would work on that project along with the other projects that have been set in place, as Mr. Irby said, the water and the infrastructure and whatnot. So, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Irby. Another 30 seconds. I'm going to continue on. There's no real rebuttal at this point for any of these questions. The, uh, the continuing on portion of it is, is uh, it, we've had lots of issues in, the, in this, this portion of the city here. So years ago, we had a flood. I remember the Free Press, I think, had uh, 
sewer water back up into the free press a couple of years ago. So those are the infrastructure problems I'm talking about. We, we, right now we have one wastewater treatment plant. It's out by Waterleaf. Everything flows towards that direction. And those, that's the most important thing. She's going to yell at me. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Ms. Luttrell. Yes. And this looks like kind of a follow-up question. If the five road bond roads ever get built, what city road should be the next priority? What city road? Well, by then, we'll probably um, be offline with the state on FM 150, so that will probably be the next one that would need to be improved <laughs> with the realignment that's coming. Um, so, I, you know, I don't, at this point, I think that we need to work on getting the ones that have been voted on fixed. And so, but that would be my next one. There's always need for room for improvement on any road, and Center Street being one of them too. But again, that's FM 150. So anyway, that's. Thank you, Mr. Airby. I got two. The San Jose District, all the streets in that area need to be fixed, and the drainage needs to be fixed in that area. And with the roads comes the drainage, so that would be one of my most pressing projects. The next one will be Masonwood Drive. Masonwood Drive is like a roller coaster. You go down the trails, it connects from Lehman Road to Goforth, and it is. There's a lot of people living in that area that use it every day. That road was built with an inadequate base, and since we've had a lot of uplift from the clay on that side of the highway, that's, so we've got a lot of movement underground. And so, yeah, those are, those are my two major projects that I'd like to see accomplished. Do you have another a rebuttal or 30 seconds more no that's fine thank you okay Mr. Airby do you agree 100% with the city's proposed budget and what would you change change support for road crew. I think public works, in order to keep up with the growing infrastructure needs that we have, we need to grow our public works department. And that includes the facilities that they, they use, the, the, the equipment that they use. Right now we, we can't, all we can do is patch and seal roads. So the five roadbound projects are great, and you're right. They're, they're in such dire need, they need to be scraped and rebuilt. But for the future of our city isn't, every time we need a road redone, engineer a whole new road. The future of our city needs to be beefing up our departments to be able to handle the incoming congestion of the folks in our city. And the way to do that is to start now, start beefing up our projects now. We need a, we need a haul truck. We need a motor grader. We need equipment for public works. We need another site for them to hold materials on the west side of Cobb. When parks took over their building, they lost their site to, hold, to maintain materials. 
So I'm sure every day at 8 o'clock in the morning and at 5 o'clock in the evening, you see a lot of backhoes and a lot of equipment driving right across that bridge, Center Street Bridge. So if you give them a, a facility to be able to have their materials there, you'll stop seeing a lot of traffic, a lot of congestion just across Center Street. You'll see an immediate you know, uh, quality of life improvement, not driving behind a front-end loader every day. So these are the types of things that I'd like to see through the, uh, the carry-on with the city. And I'm done again. Thank you. Okay. So, no, I would not be 100% uh, for the budget at this time. Um, I would have to look at it uh, more in depth, but um, I definitely agree with Shane that we definitely need uh, road maintenance. And I guess a year ago, they decided they needed that fund and implemented it. So, yay for them. And maybe we could take that $25,000 Christmas party and put those funds in the road maintenance along with maybe some of that rainy day fund and buy some of that equipment to patch our roads that need to be patched at this time. I mean, I'm not against you, Shane, at all on that. I can't believe um, the city, as fast as it grew, I guess never had the foresight to think that they ever were going to need road improvement uh, on any roads other than what the uh, state maintains for us. So, um, no, I wouldn't... Um, I would not approve the budget the way it sits today. Uh, if that was, I think that was part of the question, was it not? Agree, agree with it 100%. No, I do not. What would, what would you change? With well, that, uh, putting funds, uh, more funds to buy equipment and whatever it is that we need uh, to maintain the roads. And, and, you know, there's other line item things, I'm sure. Um, I question... Uh, some of the parks, uh, parks and recs, um, some of the funding that they get and what they spend it on, um, I would want to look at that. And it's not that I don't think that we need parks or fences around our parks or lighting for our parks, but we also need maintenance for our parks, and I don't see uh, all the time that that's happening. So there's, there's things that I would look at and um, definitely question in, in trying to get to... Uh, get an answer for a viable answer and then proceed from there thank you mr Arby. i do have one thing and it's not sort of a rebuttal it's just a disagreement at this point i think the the volunteers for the city and city council all the different uh, people who are appointed to all these committees and commissions they are they're volunteers they're not paid and so I think foresight, not having the foresight is kind of harsh. The, okay, I think they've done extremely well with what, we have, what they've had. She, she likes that. She, okay, I know. I know. Thank you. Uh, we'll skip over the next truck stop project question. I think y'all have answered that sufficiently. Truck stopped it out tonight. <laughs> Ms. Luttrell, yeah. how do you feel about Kyle having the most expensive property tax rate than any other city in Coming Hayes County, our city service services representative of the rate? I don't like it. Uh, I do, it's hard to say that, you know, that, oh, our tax rate is so high, and, and it is high, but 
You know, I don't, it's like Shane said, in, in listening to those budgets and, and in listening to what our mayor had to say about those funds, about those rainy day funds and possibly getting some of that money and bringing down that tax rate, that, that's the only way it truly could be done. And I don't know if it, not having sat on council or any committees for that matter, you know, I, I don't have the answers to all of the tax questions at this point in time. But I would definitely be willing to learn and look and listen and find out more and find out how we could possibly bring that down and still fund our roads and our parks and, and, and everything that our citizens want and, and, and need. It, you know, it's not always about wants, but it's about obviously needs too. So that's what I would forget. Thank you. Mr. Araby, would you like me to repeat the question? Yes, please. One more time. How do you feel about Kyle having the most expensive property tax rate than any other city in Hayes County, and are the city services representative of that rate? Um, this one's kind of a fun one because, no. Is anybody happy about paying the highest tax rate in Hayes? I, I think everybody here could definitely you know, agree that they're not happy paying that. Now, our city services, yes, we do have good city services. We do pay a high tax rate. I think we've had an issue in the past that we did. We tried really hard as a city to keep our tax rate low. And until 2008, our tax rate was decent. It was low. For the city services that were provided, it was low. Nobody anticipated the housing market to do what it did. Well, I can't say nobody. Obviously, somebody anticipated it. Um, what ended up happening with that is we expected growth to continue. We expected uh, all the revenue we were generating from all the new homes coming in, and it stopped. And we couldn't accommodate for it. And so our, our, in order for us to keep our tax rate low for all those years, we're paying for it now. And so we've got a highest tax rate in Hayes County. But we do. We have good city services. Our water is fantastic, and I think Harper would be very contentious with anybody who says different. Um, fire, police, water, and sewer. For the amount of growth that we've seen in the past ten years, yeah, I think our tax rate is very representative of the adversity that the city has seen. And yes, it's going to come down. The growth in Texas is, businesses are coming back. Planning and zoning has seen massive amounts of plats coming through. And we are, our tax rate will come down. Thank you. Do you have uh, another 30 seconds, Ms. Luttrell? No, thank you. Okay. Uh, Mr. Airby, what is your plan for getting spending under control and lowering local property taxes so we are a more attractive and affordable city for average citizens to live in and outsiders to relocate to and how will you provide other council members persuade excuse me how will you persuade other council members to do the same
every district has its own adversities. Now, it is, just like on planning and zoning, you know, it is, it's a discussion whether this does apply, this does not apply, and it's for the, the betterment of the whole city. So, making it more attractive is, is bringing, well, making sure that we can oh, flush the toilet is one thing. You know, I, like, I can't, I'm beating the infrastructure, you know, beating a dead horse on that one. But when you have all the facilities to draw businesses in, when you can provide a place where they can live, work, and sleep, you make yourself a more attractive city. And that's also how you bring your tax rate down. So that's my plan for bringing your tax rate down, is to make our city more attractive for not only people who live in the city, but for small, medium, and large-sized businesses. That's how you balance your tax rate. Thank you. Ms. Letra, would you like me to repeat the question? Um, no. Uh, yes, go ahead. <laughs> no, yes. Okay, what is your plan for getting spending under control and lowering local property taxes so we can uh, so we are in a more attractive and affordable city for average citizens to live in and outsiders to relocate to? How will you persuade other council members to do the same? Well, I agree with Mr. Irby. Obviously, we are beating the infrastructure because if you don't have it, your businesses aren't going to come, your families aren't going to come um, to live here and to sleep here and to work here. And, and um, I think that um, I hope to see, um, I don't see right now, and I don't know how we could implement this, but I don't see a lot of um, industry um, warehousing type land other than what I've seen on Button Road. And that concerns me that we don't have uh, an industrial type park, although I think there is one off of Kohler's Crossing, but I don't see any growth going there. So, you know, I would rely heavily on our chamber and our economic uh, development uh, person in and, and, and hopes that, that, you know, that they go out and, and, and project us as the up-and-coming city that we are and so that that might bring um, more business here and, and more families and then yes as Shane said it would lower our tax rate and we wouldn't be have the highest property taxes in Hayes County <laughs> maybe that we could give that to San Marcos <laughs> so that's what I think thank you Shane do you have, you have another 30 seconds I'm fine thanks uh, that's the last question that I have. Uh, does any, should I take one audience question? If you can, you have a question that you, if you promise not to preface it with a statement, a question on something that we haven't touched on.
Mr. Irby, I think you're first on this one. Sure. Um, the mayor's right. Utah's tax rate is low because of their balance of rooftops to business. Um, and our ratio is obviously much askew. We have much more citizens than we do businesses offsetting our tax rate. And that'll come. Now, a big portion why Buta did so well in the beginning is they had a lot of open parcels of land. A lot of our parcels of land were already pre-platted uh, for residential. And so it did. We had a lot of parcels already pre-platted hodgepodge. And so it took a lot to come in. You had to find certain sections where the sewer and water was already ran. We had a lot of infrastructure problems uh, 10 years ago. The thing that's helping us out right now and while we're seeing a big resurgence in business coming to Kyle, is South Park Meadows. South Park Meadows helped us out tremendously because there's a five-mile radius around that most of the big box stores put around where they lay one of their big boxes. That knocked out Buta. That drove them all to us. And so now we're getting them coming here. And so that's the quick and easy answer to it. Well... That's his opinion, and my opinion would be that, um, you know, U.S. Foods went to Buda, and they have, I believe, two or three hotels over there to service their uh, people that come in, I would say corporate uh, people that would come in and have a place to stay. We, we only have two hotels. I don't see a lot of land um, commercialized for industrials type things as U.S. Foods or whatever else is over there in Buda. So, yes, I can see where Buda has more, um, as he said, open land and incentives to draw big business, but that isn't helping us. So I would like to see more hotels, more incentives to bring big business like that here. You know, I don't know the lay of the land exactly and how we would, where we would put them, but I'm sure we could find room for them. Mr. Irby, 30 seconds. No. I'm good, thanks. Okay, we have one more question. If you could uh, please not preface it with a statement. Thank you, Ms. Luttrell. I believe that'll go to you first. I would question whether or not uh, the the funding, how how much funding it would take to go into uh, to have that call center, uh, because I know it, they're talking millions of dollars, and I would question whether or not that's going to be beneficial and more to our citizens, and also where that money would come from. Uh, the county, obviously, just, I'm not sure, you know, at this point in time, I would say that Kyle could not have even afford to, to look at that. I mean, I don't know what their incentive is for us joining their 911 call center and how they could say that we're not 
efficient and that we don't want to play ball with them. But I would have to question where the money would come from to, to support that to, to get rid of ours. So, Mr. Araby? Well, yeah, the easy answer is yes. I think we should play ball with the county. I think uh, having all of our services segmented can definitely affect the time time of service. So the time you get the call is the time we get here. Now, currently right now, we don't have a lot of 911 personnel on staff. So if somebody gets sick, somebody goes out, we have to bring our phones to uh, Hayes County. And so that goes to Hayes County, and same thing with fire. Fire goes to uh, the different call center, then it comes out. And you can watch. I've been at council meetings where I've listened and I've seen police go, and then five minutes later, the fire get the call because of that difference in call time. So am I going to say a definite yes, we need to give all of our services to them? No, I'm not going to say that because... For me to say that I'm absolutely informed on that complete situation, I think would be uh, not in my best interest at this point. But to say we should play ball and rally our services together to give better training for the entire area, yeah, absolutely. We have certain services that I think the rest of Hayes County could benefit from that we could train together, that we can use as, uh, as a unit. Kyle is it's, its own unique little family, but... We are part of Hayes County also, and I think we should play ball with the whole county. I think grouping our services together will benefit all of Hayes County, not just us. And we'll also see big, large benefits by pulling resources from Hayes County and to Kyle. So that's my answer. Thank you, Ms. Lestrell. 30 seconds. I'm not saying we shouldn't play ball with Hayes County or look at that. My question would be, where, how would the funding come about, and can Kyle afford that? You know, or, and or could they not afford to, to do that with them? So, it, yeah, I don't know that much about it, but we'll definitely look at it. and say, I, that, I wasn't trying to say that we don't need to, to not look at it, but my question is funding. And, and what portion do they want from us for the, to, to come together with Hayes County? Thank you. Ms. Luttrell, I think you had the, the opening statement, correct? Okay, Mr. Araby, I'll let you do the first three-minute closing. I just want to say thank you for everybody coming. Uh, it's very much so an off-season election, middle of August. Everybody's on vacation. Uh, the attendance that we've got so far with voting I, I think is phenomenal. I've seen elections here where we've had 600 people vote in the city in a regular election and one vote determined who was our next council member and that was uh, council member Echikaitis. So I think the amount of participation that we got for such a, a off-season voting session and after voting after voting after voting you know people coming out and getting the word out I, I think this has been a fantastic turnout, and I absolutely appreciate the fact that uh, I get to be a part of everybody coming together this way. So thank you very much. Ms. Luttrell, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> well, my name is Lori Luttrell, and I am asking for the support for this election. 
I would like to thank uh, Judge Smith for being our moderator tonight. I would like to thank the CAS um, Senior Citizen Group for allowing, for putting our forum together. Uh, Penny for opening our building, for opening the building and letting us be here. And for all of y'all uh, having to uh, take time out of your schedules and come out here and ask us and learn about us and, and what we think and how we feel. And it's, it, it is interesting. And Shane, I, um, want to thank you. I appreciate your going up against me or me, you, and whatever. And then um, I just want to say um, thank you to my volunteers and, and my campaign uh, supporters and then especially the people that have already voted. And I just ask that everybody go out and vote. Thank you. Thank you. And I did tell the candidates that I would... Uh, personally apologize for no they did not respond when I when I asked if anyone was interested in in a forum that was when there were three candidates but I will agree that Facebook messaging may have not been the best route to ask them all so I did promise them that I would say that Okay, and I'd like to go back over, please. Please keep in mind that CAS is a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization that serves its members and will not endorse any of the candidates running for any political office. And thank you all for coming tonight. I really appreciate you coming out to visit with us. Thank you again, Josh Steubing, for live streaming. And if you missed any of the questions, it will be tonight. tonight. It will play, be played again tonight. Thank you.